You might have already heard of the infamous Heaven's Gate cult, but what you probably haven't heard is how they used and took advantage of the internet. Well, this is Internet Urban Legends, baby, and you know that today we are going to be diving deep into the darkest corners of the internet, even their very own website, to learn more about how Heaven's Gate came to be. Loey, my problematic opinion, I come into IUL with them every once in a while. I love a good cult story. I think they're fascinating. I also think they're much scarier than a lot of the stuff we talk about here on the podcast because they're real. Uh, and this one, I know a little bit about it, is like very sad and insane and hard to believe. You're an expert. I'm excited to get into it. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original for podcasts. I'm Loey, your local evidence expert believer in all things spooky, uh, but not a tinfoil hat wearer today, baby, because I ain't trying to be part of a cult. Something in me thought you were going to go straight for cult leader. Like, I'm Loey, your local cult leader. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Loey. I'm the cult leader. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I was ready to be a follower. I was perched. I was prepared. Uh, hi, guys. I'm Eleanor. I'll be your cult leader today. Someone has to do it. <laughs> Although I think... Like I said, you're going to be telling me about this story. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for, or we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, uh, we are glad to have you as our followers today. Normally wouldn't say Ooh. that under the circumstances. <laughs> Very appropriate. Listen, <laughs> we're, we're glad to have you with us. We might just be hopping on a spaceship by the end of the episode. Who knows? Heaven's Gate is a really fascinating cult. And I feel like we all have this image in our minds of like what Heaven's Gate is or was. We see that really mm -hmm. familiar kind of like bright imagery that they used to pull people in back in like mm -hmm. the 90s on the web. We also, of course, remember the infamous scene where they were found dead in matching tracksuits and Nike sneakers. So today we're going to be talking all about Heaven's Gate, the beliefs. We are going to be fully educated. We're going to get the full cult spiel. And then we're going to find out how they basically created like one of the very first internet urban legends to push the agenda of their cult. I'm so excited for this <laughs> one. I'm so hype. Is that inappropriate to say? I'm t I love a cult. What can I say? I love a cult too. And Heaven's Gate is like what is the word here? Like penultimate, just like one of the craziest, yes. most extreme cults of all time. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon.
So there's a lot of history behind Heaven's Gate and also a lot of history behind the two people who founded the entire thing. We could be here all day discussing it, but here are the basics. Heaven's Gate was a cult, is a cult, I guess. We'll get into that later. Dun, dun, dun. That is based on the idea that UFOs would help them transcend into the afterlife using something that they call the next level. Now, it was originally founded in 1974 by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Listen, before I did more research on this, mm-hmm. I kind of thought that Marshall Applewhite, you, do you know the video where like you see him and he's bald and he's just like, telling you to join the cult. I don't know. There's like this one video that's floated around of him for years. He's just like this striking looking person. Like he almost looks. Oh yeah. In front of the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. He almost looks alien-esque. Like I would look at him and be like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you look like an alien. Read him for filth low. Oh my God. I will. You know, and I will read him for filth because he led people to their deaths, baby. Deserve. We can bully cult leaders. When Bonnie Nettles met him, she had been told by psychics for years that like she was going to meet this tall, blonde man and like they were going to do something really special together. Bonnie, listen, I say this um, with no love for her, actually, because she was a really weird person, Uh, but she was a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, Bonnie was like her first marriage ended because girlfriend could not stop like going to psychics and like doing seances with the dead like she was mm. she was out there which okay. we do love but it gets really weird of course when she starts up the heaven's gate cult on the podcast we like to talk about the internet urban legends she is an act she is an urban legend she, she is. is in the thick of <laughs> the it. creature of the night Rolling Stone has called it the first well-known cult of the internet era because of how Heaven's Gate shared their beliefs through the internet and also how they made their living. This was really interesting to me. Like you hear a lot about how cults fund their living. Like when I was really into Jonestown and Mm -hmm. all of that, like it was super interesting how they made like their money, which was not a whole lot, but what it was you know, the founder was like pocketing all of it. Basically, mm-hmm. with Heaven's Gate, uh, aside from taking the entire life savings from their cult members, they also got a huge portion of their income from designing web pages. Oh my God. Graphic design was their passion. Web design was their passion. And suddenly that gigantic Heaven's Gate logo makes so much sense. Oh yeah. Graphic design was literally their passion. That's crazy. It's so weird. It really drives home the fact that this was so recent. Mm -hmm. Like comparatively to a lot of the stuff we talk about, this was so recent. Yeah. So their web page uh, service design company was mm-hmm. called Higher Source Web Services. Now, that wasn't where their use of the internet stopped, of course. They also used it for recruitment. However, of course, when they started, like, I think that the cult was founded way back in the 70s. So I think like 1974, uh, Marshall mm-hmm. and Bonnie are like out on the streets using like grassroots methods okay. to get people into their cult. So he and Bonnie uh, are, you know, driving through the United States. They took a six month long road trip through the U.S. to be exact to get people into their cult. And fast forward, like I said, we could be here all day talking about the history of them, (laughs) how fascinating it was. They had some peaks, some high highs, some low lows, but 
let's fast forward to the early 1990s where they started using the web uh, to gain a more mass appeal because this is internet urban legends. And I think that for me, I find it really interesting to think about a cult in broad daylight on the web. I was going to ask, like, that's a long span of time, 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. Like, were they all vibing together? Were they in the same place? Was it just a bunch of people on the internet that all believed the same thing and had like one web page? I'm trying to conceptualize mm -hmm. like how a cult stood for this long and how they were really categorized as a cult at this point, if they were. Like the cult members until the web and until they were bringing in new people all lived together. Like Marshall and Bonnie were taking the money from their cult member savings. Like when you joined the cult, you had to do all of this crazy shit. You had to hand over all of your worldly possessions, obviously. Naturally. You had to do like a juice cleanse where all you drank was lemon, like lemonade, lemon water, basically, and cayenne pepper for three months. That's what like Beyonce did, right? Isn't that her cleanse? Oh my God, was it really? Yeah, Beyonce did, did the master months? cleanse. I mean, I'm sure they didn't originate it, but I guess it's been around for a long time. Yeah. So yeah, they were around for a long time. I mean, they had a pretty firm grip on these people. They would be like, hey, good morning. Happy Tuesday. By the way, there's a UFO coming. Go stand outside. Okay. And like the people would just like go stand outside and like wait for the UFO. The UFO would never come. And Marshall would be like, this was a test of your loyalty and you have passed. So he was just like toying with their emotions. Just sustain them for decades. Like imagine like a cat just like batting. That's insane. Yep. Just to sustain them and entertain them. Wow. For decades. They had to have been bored. Although I guess if you're indoctrinated enough to be living together, what else are you going to do <laughs> at that point? <laughs> Essentially, Heaven's Gate believed that the Earth was going to be, quote unquote, recycled by the year 2027. Heaven's Gate believed that not only was the Earth going to be recycled, quote unquote, recycled, aka destroyed, mm -hmm. as far as I understand, by this year, they also believed that the only way that they were going to survive was by hopping onto an alien spaceship that was traveling close behind the Hale-Bopp comet. Now, the Hale-Bopp comet was one of the brightest in history and was coming super close to Earth in the 90s. In November of 1996, Art Bell, who does paranormal talk shows on the radio, brought on an astronomer who said, you know, listen, there's a mysterious object behind this comet. That's, of course, where Heaven's Gate was getting this idea that this was the spaceship and they were going to hop on it. That ended up gaining a ton of traction on the internet at the time. Like, can you even imagine the virality of like a UFO behind a comet in the mm -hmm. 90s. We all thought the world was ending. Top trending topic, whatever the, the 90s version of that was. So the supposed spaceship behind this comet uh, was going to help the Heaven's Gate cult leave their bodily containers. Okay. I'm going to repeat that. Bodily containers is what- Their Tupperware. <laughs> their Tupperware. They referred to their bodies as bodily containers. That's unfortunate. Wow. I mean, That's unfortunate. we know what that means, but like, <laughs> ew. So by leaving their bodily containers, they would become aliens in what they called the next level. The next, it's just layer after layer, isn't it? It's like peeling it into really an onion. It really is. It's like, I can't even finish one statement without being like, here's what this crazy thing means. Right? But the next level was another world in the universe where residents live in pure bliss and nourish themselves by absorbing pure sunlight. Basically meaning that they would be higher on the evolutionary scale than humans. They are better than the human race, basically. This reminded me so much of the Breatharian movement. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. People who think they've like reached a sense of peace by breathing and don't have to mm-hmm. eat and stuff. So listen, those ideologies of living on pure sunlight and air alone certainly have not died mm-hmm. after all these years. Weird to think that Heaven's Gate may have had like a hand in like some of those ideas, you know? Spooky. That, yeah. Even. I do wonder, were they a product of the time or did they create yeah. the time? Up next, we're going to dive deeper into how the cult use the internet and media to not only further their own agenda, but also gain mass interest. This is Story Booth Daily. Tune into this new podcast for your daily fix of real life stories from real people around the world. We've received thousands of stories that we want to share with you, from talking about being ghosted or realizing that being popular isn't all that great sometimes. No topic is off the table. This is a podcast that's not only for you, but by you. Storybooth Daily premieres November 8th, so be sure to check us out Monday through Friday. Storybooth Daily is a wheelhouse and Spotify original from Parcast. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, we have the giant comet. It's a moving through space, uh-huh. baby. It's getting closer and closer. It's the time. Stopping for no one. Stopping mm-hmm. for no man. Marshall knows that the gig is basically up. He's like, it is now or never. I cannot entertain these people until mm-hmm. my natural passing. I got to get rid of them. <laughs> so in March of 1997, when the comet was closest to Earth, the group made their farewell statements. Uh, this is really hard, I guess, to talk about because as fascinating as the cult is, a Mm -hmm. lot of people lost their lives. Right. Um, So we're going to move really fast through this, but 39 Heaven's Gate cult members performed a mass suicide by ingesting a lethal amount of seizure medication and then placing a plastic bag over their heads. They carried $5.75 exactly in their pockets as an interplanetary toll fare identification in the form of ID cards or passports, Nike decade sneakers, which I feel like is the detail that we all remember, Mm -hmm. and also all black track suits as they wanted to represent unity. So it's a really creepy sight. And I was saying this earlier, but there is something in Los Angeles called the Death Museum. Mm -hmm. It's a hard place to visit. Like, I do want to go with you sometime here, Eleanor, when you come back to visit. You know I'm down. (laughs) But remember how when we went to the Zach Baggins Museum in Vegas and we left and it was just heavy and hard and Mm -hmm. like we had a mental breakdown. (laughs) And the worst part was like the real life like killer stuff. Yes. So strange. Yeah. That's exactly what it was to visit the Death Museum. And I think that the part that hit me the hardest was um, they did in this museum have real tracksuits, shoes, Um, and other items from Heaven's Gate that were displayed in the way on bunk beds that they would have been found. Oh, that's so horrifying. And it really freaked me out. And I was sitting there thinking, like, how could they do that? But then I realized, like, it's real. Mm -hmm. Like, it's true. It's how it happened. It was, of course, a really terrifying sight to anyone who found them. They were also castrated and had the same haircut. They did this because they renounced their genders and they believed the aliens were also non-gendered. What I found the most interesting and the reason I really wanted to bring this on to IUL is that the heavensgate.com website still exists. There were two survivors of the cult. This is fascinating to me. Two people 
that did not participate in a mass suicide. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, I was like, oh, they got out. Thank God. Maybe they like use the website to share their stories or talk about like, you know, the dangers of being in a cult. Oh, no. They are there to spread the agenda of Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Still believe Heaven's Gate is not gone. Yes. It's still there. It's still it's still a thing. So are these are the original members from the 90s. Mm-hmm. So what do they think happened to those members of Heaven's Gate? Do they think they made it out or do they think they were just like incorrect in their beliefs? What do they think happened to the 39 people? In the current form of Heaven's Gate's PR, they do believe that the cult members who did the thing did what they said they did. Like they think that they hopped on the ship, but they have this like weirdly moral statement on the website. That's like, we're against suicide. Okay. We stand. You're not allowed to commit suicide. Like, okay. Yeah. They're just like, only they were allowed to do that at that time and get on the ship. Like you're not allowed to do that. So, so at this point they're just like, believers in aliens. I think it's just aliens. Yeah, I guess. Okay. When I always heard about Heaven's Gate, I thought the the suicide portion was so intrinsic, like their deaths, because that's always what you hear about. But obviously this Mm -hmm. was going on for 20 years. So I'm so curious about like how the cult is culting for 99% of their time. Like believing in aliens. What are the teachings? You know, Mark and Sarah King haven't spoken like a ton about, you know, what the current iteration of the cult is. It seems a little bit hazy, but what they have said in an interview is that they're keeping the website alive so that people can stay familiar with the next level. Of course, that being mm-hmm. interplanetary heaven, I guess. Soaking in sunlight. Mm-hmm. Right? Soaking in sunlight, being a breatharian. And also so that they can prepare for the return of the original 39 cult members. Are they going to come back as I'm picturing them as like these like tall, ethereal, mm. sunlight, alien creatures. I hope they come back as that. I hope so too. Like In 2027, that's not that far off. If they just kind of return as like grungy, but like slightly shiny versions of themselves, I'm not going to be impressed. Oh no, I'm picturing the aliens in Attack of the Clones, the Star Wars aliens with the really long necks. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, yeah. With like the little fingers. Oh my God, yes. So the subreddit about Heaven's Gate cult I can't even say this. Uh, There are posts on the subreddit Mm -hmm. from an alien named Tella who answers questions about Heaven's Gate and answers questions about the cult. Now, of course, it's assumed that this is Mark and Sarah King. Also, an interesting note here is that Tella is T-E-L-A-H, and it stands for the evolutionary level above humans. I love it. Dun, dun, dun. These people are so human centric that the aliens are named after being slightly better than humans. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. They're like, you are better than us in every way. Like, that's literally what like Mark and Sarah King, they're sitting there and they're like, all right, we got to do something. We got to be this alien. What should we name it? And they're like, tell us. That's just like, can you imagine like there's a movie where the alien steps down from like the spaceship and like the U.S. Army is like holding a gun to them, and they're like, "Who are you?" And he's just like, "I am slightly better than human. <laughs> this is my friend. Mostly better than most people. <laughs> like what?" <laughs> but with the subreddit, uh, people are interested in learning more or just trolling. Uh, the subreddit has more than two thousand members. That was something I thought was really interesting. I didn't know that they had a subreddit. Yeah, but. That detail, it's like the cult is still going. That makes sense. The cult never stopped. It doesn't seem like they're really spreading anything 
right now that's too harmful. Yeah, which is good. I, I mean, character development for Heaven's Gate. Of course, the cult has gained mass popularity over the internet and media and has kind of turned into a joke, which um, I have mixed feelings about, honestly. Like, it's made appearances on SNL. There have been serious things like an HBO documentary, and there are also mentions of video games about it, but 40 people died because of Mm -hmm. one narcissist, basically, who really believed that he was correct. I mean, he wasn't the only one. Bonnie Nettles also had a massive hand in it, but ultimately, he was the one who gave the call you know, told everyone it was time for mass suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, and aside from the morality, I guess, of how viral and sort of memed it's become, I find it so interesting that Heaven's Gate didn't end with people dying. Like, this was not something I expected for us to learn in this podcast episode, that, like, the cult is still going, the website mm-hmm. still exists, like, they still think, like, this is going to happen in, my God, 2027, that's six years. Six years. That's true. I did not know Heaven's Gate was still a thing and that the internet has played so much into its existence. Uh, I feel like everyone's kind of familiar with the mass suicide, with uh, the way that Heaven's Gate ended. I think that the reason cults are so interesting is like they take like perfectly sane, rational people Mm -hmm. and turn them into a follower of something. You're like, how could you ever believe that? But... We have Scientology now. Oh, yeah. This is not that different from Scientology, IMO. Cults are literally just, I feel like, religion to the extreme. Like, Mm -hmm. to the absolute extreme. You're going to be, like, a a certain type of person to get involved, I guess, in something like Heaven's Gate. But, like, everybody has deeply held beliefs about things like the afterlife and what happens when we die. And it's not that outlandish to think that people would have very different ones than the norm, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, this one had a very unfortunate end, but I'm kind of here for the modern iteration of Heaven's Gate, which is just, like, Christianity, but also aliens. Christianity, but also aliens, you know? That's not that bad. That's kind of cool. Listen, as long as they're not doing the stuff they were before or taking people's, like, life savings and castrating them. Yeah, there were... I still have questions. I do still have questions. I still have so many questions. So do we think that they would have existed as long as they did? Like, do you think without the internet, Heavenscape would have been sort of propelled to the state that it was? Um, Of course, like I said, they had those grassroots movements where they were going door to door for years, but they had lost a lot of members. They were down to like 20 when Bonnie died. So like, do we think without the internet, they would have ever been as huge as they are? It's kind of hard to say. It sounds like the internet financially sustained them because they were all web designers or like a lot of them were web designers. Mm -hmm. But if they all lived in the same home, if anything, it sounds like less like Heaven's Gate was able to gain more members using the internet and more that the members that they did have, Bonnie was able to use like viral news as a way to manipulate the members, Mm -hmm. like a way to sort of source stories, it sounds like, like because there was sort of a news circuit and there was a way to like find these kind of weird things that would be happening in the sky. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Early internet is so interesting. It's so bizarre because it's so different than what we have now. I agree with that. I also think like without them being on the internet at this exact time, like without it being this moment in history with the comet going so viral, somebody seeing something, this astronomer on a paranormal show being like, ooh, there's something behind the comet. Mm -hmm. It's sort of jarring to think that like, 
That news circuit, that viral story was what caused people to die, I guess. Like, it's so hard to wrap your head around. I think it would have happened no matter what, but the fact that it happened that way because of the web is insane. That's true. Mm -hmm. IUL, this is a somber one. We ended on kind of a bit of a sad note. (sighs) Well, listen, we really want to know what you guys think about Heaven's Gate, the cult, and uh, just what the heck? Like, (laughs) what the heck indeed? (laughs) What the heck? What do you have to say about this one? Do you know anything about the cult that we did not mention in today's episode, especially their involvement on the web? Let us know all over social media by using the hashtag GruesomeToosome. We would love to hear from you. For now, thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have left this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free, exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast slash management and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi and Ed Simpson from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Yumi Shin. And we're your hosts, Loey Lane and Eleanor, better known as Snitchery, aka the Gruesome Twosome. This is Story Booth Daily. Tune into this new podcast for your daily fix of real life stories from people around the world. Story Booth Daily premieres Monday, November 8th on Spotify. Story Booth Daily is a wheelhouse and Spotify original from Parcast.